welcome to the Soul Ed Podcast with me, intuitive life and business coach, Amelia Francesca. Soul Ed is for the big-hearted visionaries who know they want to play a little differently in this world. It's your space to connect deeper with your inner guidance and in turn live out your most liberated, radiant and expansive life. Hey, beautiful ones. I am so excited to speak about this topic today. It's one of my most favorite topics to speak on. It feels like it's such a pillar and the essence of so much that I do within my coaching work and within my energy healing work and is just such a juicy topic to to have. Um, And this is about reclaiming our wholeness, reclaiming our wholeness as the being that we are. And it is such a explorative journey and it is a journey that requires every single element of us. Um, And so there is joy within it and there are deep, heavy emotions within it. And that for me, gets me jazzed you know like I just love stuff where it requires all of us um I think there's something really beautiful about that and so the journey of reclaiming our wholeness of course it's going to require all of us because we are whole beings and so I want to share with you sort of five to six things that I feel can be really supportive on our journey of reclaiming our wholeness and things to remember or things to come back to to really support us as we move through this. I always use the word reclaiming wholeness because I believe we are born inherently inherently worthy and whole. Now, we may not always have conscious memories of feeling that way, depending on how we grew up or the experiences that we had from younger years onwards, we may consciously only ever have felt less than whole. We may have always in some way felt not enough, not enough, something's missing um, and therefore it prevents us from feeling whole. So even if we've never consciously remembered feeling whole, that doesn't mean we can't reclaim it and become it. And I found throughout all of the work that I've done, whether or not someone remembers once upon a time as a young child feeling whole, where they weren't questioning their worth, their safety, their deservingness, their sense of being loved, where they weren't questioning their character, their personality, where they weren't questioning anything about themselves, where they simply were being who they were being and knowing that that was enough. Um, Whether I'm I'm working with people who have those memories or whether they don't and from their first conscious memory, they felt less than. The emotion that is felt in reclaiming our wholeness often is always the same because even if you remember it as say a three or four or five-year-old, that can feel so far away from who we are as a person now that it's hard to even relate to it being the same person, uh, it being something that we once felt about ourselves. 
And as we reclaim our wholeness, we are often on a journey where we are reclaiming it, not only for present day us, for present day you and me that are on this podcast, but for younger us, for a previous us. We, as we go on this journey of reclaiming our wholeness and starting to feel things that we've never felt before that feel really good, or let go of things that we once always believed but that didn't feel in any way good, we are reclaiming our wholeness for the present, but also reclaiming it for 15-year-old us, for seven-year-old us, for 32-year-old us, for the us that were present last year. You know, it can be such a emotional journey to go on in the most lovely way um, as we give, give ourselves something that we never experienced before or felt before and there can be some sadness in that as well you know sadness and grieving and mourning for the younger us or the previous us that didn't feel that way but there's also such a beauty and a joy and a um a sort of undercurrent knowing and uh a healing when we realize that it's us ourselves who are gifting a previous version of us that sense of wholeness and not only are we gifting it to a previous version of ourselves we're gifting it to ourselves now and we get to keep moving through life more deeply in our wholeness than ever before it's truly such a remarkable space to be in and a journey to go on um as you can tell from my voice, I'm just loving this topic already. So I wanna just jump in. These things aren't in any particular order. They're more just things that, as I was thinking today about wanting to share this topic with you, what would be really supportive pieces to share with you. Um, so let's dive in. So the six things that I really wanted to share about reclaiming your wholeness are Number one, remembering to approach our healing that we are going on as we are reclaiming our wholeness. So, you know, if we're going on a healing journey and we are exploring things, whether that's that we're doing some own personal reflection and exploration, whether that's we're seeking out a coach or an energy worker or a counsellor um, to explore something with, no matter where it is that we're on in our healing journey and, and no matter what it is that we're doing in our healing journey to when we are in our healing journey to approach it from the part of us that is already whole as opposed to approaching it from the part of us that is broken now this is something that i shared on instagram a while back and it really resonated with people and we can tend to tell the difference between the two because the part of us that feels broken, the part of us that feels not enough, the feel, part of us that feels like fixing needs to take place is going to be feeling a lot more frantic, a lot more scatty. They're going to be looking outside of themselves for solutions, for fixing as such. And therefore we don't feel grounded in those moments when we are acting from the, operating from the part of us who feels anything but whole we are often feeling very out of our bodies and very frantic and and kind of giving over any any control or power onto someone else like can you fix me 
can this tool fix me? Can this book fix me? Can this person fix me? Can this Instagram post fix me? You know, it's kind of in that kind of frantic space that we're in. And again, we might not even consciously notice that we're in it until we start to notice the difference of the feeling between being approaching our healing from that space versus approaching our healing from a whole space. When we're approaching our healing from a whole space, we're coming from our internal self as opposed to operating externally. And so operating from our internal self is already going to give us more of a connection to our innate power. It's already going to help us feel more in control, which is going to help the nervous system feel more soothed, which is going to help us feel safe. So by accessing the part of your wholeness, what you can do is access the part of you who already feels and knows that she is enough, that she is deserving, that she is worthy, that she is safe, that she is loved, that she is love. Um, It's accessing that part of you and you don't need that part of you to be 100% there. It in order to be able to access it, even if it's just 1%, 2%, 3% there, you can access it. And I, I have a, a hunch that it's actually going to be more than that. And so really allowing yourself to tap into part of you that already feels whole, the part of you that already feels whole, the part of you that already experiences the feelings that when you think about the word wholeness and embodying wholeness, how that makes you feel, the part of you that already embodies that feeling, allowing yourself to approach healing from that space, allowing yourself to seek out a coach or a mentor or a guide or from that space, allowing yourself to do a practice from that space. And sometimes this can just be as simple as taking a few deep breaths and coming back into our bodies reclaiming ourselves in that moment just stepping back internally landing back into ourselves i know that you this this community that listens to this podcast and in my space you guys are no um novice when it comes to having incredible practices and rituals and tools and things that you do in your healing journey and so it can just be as simple as utilizing those returning to the part of you that already feels whole and then from that space as you're going across you know into your healing you're just saying i'm taking you know it's this part of me already feels this way and we're just allowing now all parts of me to feel this way so the parts of me that don't feel this way is is why i'm receiving these healings why i'm receiving this help this guidance this support and isn't that a beautiful thing as well and so it kind of really puts you in this role of being able to not only deeply lean into and receive support for the areas that do feel like your your vulnerabilities your wounds your fears but it also means that you also have this this sort of double edge of being able to receive and lean into but also feeling in your innate power and in a sense of um ownership about what you were doing with a sense of enoughness about what you were doing you might just find you want to just start observing when you can notice that you're approaching anything from a sense of wholeness versus when you're approaching something from a sense of i need fixing and starting to explore what really helps you to shift out of that and 
that can be such a big changer. Like you could do the exact same practice, the exact same exercise, or have the exact same healing session, but depending on which side you're coming at it from is going to shift things so much. Secondly, number two is, and gosh, I think we all need this reminder sometimes, remember that your life's purpose is not doing the work, right? Your life's purpose is not doing the work. We do the work in order to support us, to live our most whole, expressive, incredible, giving lives. You know, the work is there to support us to be able to feel that we are enough, to be able to have the beliefs and the uh, knowings that really support us. Like we all know the essence and importance of doing the work and how deeply it serves us, but it's not our purpose. Our life's purpose isn't to be furrowed, furrow-browed and constantly in a state of I need to heal this, I need to fix this, I need to change that, I need to improve this, I need to affirm this, I need to start doing this, I need to make sure I'm doing that. And it's just going to be a real case of being in discernment of when we notice that we might be going in overload and be so engrossed in doing the work that we're forgetting to actually live the life that is in front of us in this moment versus when we are beautifully weaving them together, when we are immersing ourselves in life and all that life has to give while simultaneously allowing the healing to be a part of our lives to enable us to keep showing up and feeling and being the way that we most want to be. And as I say, it can be something that we all need reminding of at times, especially because I know that I'm not speaking just for myself here. We we have received so much from doing the work. You know, our lives have changed phenomenally from doing the work. And so it has a pull to it because it it has a imprint of being something that's been so effective and so transformative for us. And that's not to disregard that it's been that way in in any shape or form, but it is simply just to give ourselves a um, a little nudge when we are more in a space of believing that we need to do more of the work on ourselves so that we can then get over there, so that we can then feel a certain way, so that life can then truly begin versus as we said before, dancing with it, weaving it in, living now while simultaneously holding yourself in your healing. And if we have fell into the pattern of, I need to heal this, I need to do the work on this, then I can get over there, we've actually fallen out of healing in some regards because we're still telling ourselves that I'm not enough until I'm over there doing this, feeling this, having this, to then be able to have my life feel the way I want it to feel to truly begin. So it's actually kind of funny because you giving yourself permission in that moment to actually lift your head up and live your life is you actually reclaiming your healing in that moment. 
Um, and that is also the beauty of life itself. Like doing the work doesn't need to just be the books that we read, the podcasts we listen to, the conversations that we have with a coach um, or a mentor. It's the life that we're living outside of those moments. It's the integration and the imp and the implementation that we're making beyond those moments that is really our healing in and of itself. And we know this, right? And yet it can be easy to forget. So just remembering our life's purpose is not doing the work and to look up from it and allow yourself to start interweaving life and healing simultaneously. Thirdly, in order to reclaim our wholeness, we need to be willing to feel, to express, to move with and move through every emotion. And this includes the emotions that we feel shameful about, that we feel guilty about, that we feel wrong for having or experiencing. And so in order to allow ourselves to feel and be operating from a sense of wholeness, we have to be willing to hold the emotions that we feel shameful for just as much as the things and emotions and actions that we've taken that make us feel good about ourselves. And that can be a really tricky thing. It's uh, a holding up of a mirror to our own selves that can feel like we want to turn away from. And it's simply one of those practices that I've personally found and clients have shared with me as well, that it is a case of the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. You know, the first time that you look at something that there's shame or guilt um, around can feel really uncomfortable. But the more and more that we do it and the more and more that whilst we're doing it, we're reinstating beliefs that feel beneficial for us, that feel supportive to us of a belief, for example, that I am whole no matter what I feel. I am good enough, worthy, deserving, loved, no matter what I am feeling in that moment. Um, remembering as well that we need to be giving ourselves that, you know, like we can sometimes say these things like I'm worthy and I am loved and I am seen um, no matter what emotion I'm feeling. And, and we say it and we're like, but Amelia, I don't feel that way. No one's doing that for me. No one is seeing or making me feel worthy when I'm feeling all of my different emotions. And the very first step with that is giving it to ourselves first. If we are still resisting it within ourselves, we won't even be able to recognize it when someone sees it in us. Or if they do see it in us, we will feel really uncomfortable that they are holding us in a way that we are unwilling to hold ourselves. So if they're willing to see us in every single realm of emotions and feelings and our, you know, quote unquote, dirty secrets or dirty thoughts that we have that we feel make us less than as a human, if they're willing to hold us in those when we are not, it makes us feel really uncomfortable. So giving ourselves beliefs that really help us support and hold every emotion that we go through. When we are saying, I am worthy, I am held, I am seen, I am good enough in, in every emotion I'm in, 
it is first giving ourselves permission to feel that for ourselves first before we would expect it of anyone else. And it's a really fun thing to start to do because it feels so rebellious in many ways. You know, it's, it's really going against that sort of being all neat and tidy and together and all and and presentable and and a good girl and all of these things it's really us reclaiming our rage and our anger and our shame and our guilt and our sadness and our mourning and our grief and no longer putting it under the bed and saying it doesn't belong and instead welcoming it forward and the more that we welcome it forward, the more that it just melts away. It just dissolves away. And I found this so much through the energy work that I do. Things come up for people that they have been holding onto for years, that they have been hiding under the proverbial bed for years, um, for decades sometimes, thinking or feeling even, sorry, feeling that there is shame around that emotion having been felt or that thing having happened. And the moment that we bring it up in an energy healing session and we release it, the look on someone's face and the feeling that they are experiencing of that pure lightness as it dissolves and as it goes and that that realization that they held themselves through that moment as we released it together is just incredible, is truly incredible. And so if you have really heavy and dark emotions that you feel intimidated by, explore obviously the avenues that work really well for you, but I would highly encourage doing energy work and energy healing because it's one of the quickest and most long-lasting and holistic ways to dissolve and dismantle those emo those really heavy emotions that we have about ourselves, those really heavy beliefs or feelings that we have about ourselves. But the more that we give ourselves permission to feel and express, move through and be with every emotion is the more that we are reclaiming that we are whole just as we are. And so even just starting to observe, am I more likely to give myself space and grace when I'm feeling X versus space and grace when I'm feeling X will be really interesting to start to explore and seeing why that might be for you. And is there a story there or a narrative there that needs to be explored deeper? And what might it look like? What might it look like if you gave your rage or your shame or your grief a space at the table today in this moment? A space at the table when you journaled or when you danced or when you were in a conversation with a coach or with a loved one? Um, when you're in conversation with yourself, when you're in meditation, what would it look like to bring it forward? And I just find that we're always scared of the unknown. 
And so we often talk about the unknown in terms of like where our life's taking us, but we're often just really unscared of the unknown in terms of our unknown emotions, our unknown emotions, which we've never known how to fully express. We've never felt um, safe to express them. We're, we're, it can feel really intimidating to approach them. And so just gently, slowly starting to do that, either in your own space or with a trusted professional is a really incredible gift to be giving yourself and not something to take lightly. Like you should be freaking proud of yourself for allowing these emotions that you are holding within you to be upfront. And with anything that's been stored in there for a long time, stored emotions, stored emotions can be dissolved, released and transmuted through energy work, through breath work, through moving it through and out of the body. So there are way it doesn't have to remain within you. You know, the the shame doesn't have to always be there. The, the grief doesn't always have to be there. And as we give ourselves space to feel and to clear all that has been there, what I tend to find for my clients as well is that then it has given them a new relationship with those emotions. So it means that they know that when they feel those emotions again in the future, they don't need to push them away this time. They don't need to hide them away or ignore them or feel shameful about them. They can instead just express them at the time as and when they come up and have already started to learn how to hold themselves through them. So it's such a ongoing beneficial tool to have as well. Number four is to immerse yourself with the people, with the communities, with the spaces where you feel like you can bring all of you. So as we're reclaiming our wholeness, as we're reclaiming the sense of all of me is allowed, all of me is welcome, I accept all of me. We are wanting to also be witnessed in that way as well and that is so empowering especially if we've gone through a long or extended period of time of not feeling like we belong and feeling like we need to filter or dilute who we are as a person in order to be able to be accepted within certain dynamics then stepping into spaces where you feel like you can be all of who you are are so 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 nourishing for the soul right and there could be different levels with this for some people it can be simply giving themselves permission allowing themselves to start bringing all of who they are into current friendships and spaces that they have you know they might be able to recognize they actually have deeply loving and safe spaces that they exist in but that they've been holding back um, for a variety of reasons. And so as you're starting to really deeper your sense of wholeness, giving yourself permission to be all of who you are within these spaces that exist for you. And sometimes that can feel uh, an interesting thing to navigate if you relate to being a highly giving person or the irony being that mostly people who are highly giving don't really recognize that's what they do but if you're if you're used to being in situations where you tend to be the person that others bear their souls with it can be quite different when you start to bear your soul with other people you might have become really good at holding it for others but less so at being held 
by others. And so really starting to allow that vulnerability to come through, being held in all ways. And that might be being held through things that are tricky for you, that you're going through for some through some heavy or, or dense things. But it can also be allowing ourselves to be whole, held and witnessed as who we are in our entirety. Like we might be a complete goofball that but we're just not letting people see it. Or we might have this really like wicked dry sense of humor that we're just not letting people see. And so whatever it might be, just really allowing yourself to start opening up in those spaces. Now for some other people you might feel as though when you start to reflect on the spaces that you're in they don't feel entirely safe for you to bring your whole self to. Um, it might feel like you can't be all of who you are within the spaces you're in. And, and that's when seeking out communities where you feel that way is life altering. Like actually being witnessed beyond what you just experience in your own mind, being witnessed externally by someone else for the entirety of who you are is one of the most transformational things we can ever experience and I think is one of the most underrated things that we talk about within the world of coaching. Um, you know, something that I take with such high regard within my role as a coach is seeing somebody within the wholeness of who they are, meeting them not only in the highest potential of who they are as a person, but in their very present and current fears and griefs and, and navigations. And so to be witnessed in that way, to be held so powerfully in that way, to know that you can completely break down with someone and still have that person see you as the powerhouse that you are. There's nothing quite like that. Um, so if it's a case of starting to explore those spaces and those communities and those, you know, a coach or a mentor that can give you that, that in and of itself is going to be absolutely life altering. But we also just want to be able to discern those places that we might actually already have that are available. But we've just been um, up until now choosing to hold back to some degree. And now it's starting to give ourselves um, the space to explore opening up all of who we are into those spaces and, and going easily with yourself during that time period of, of what that looks like for you as well. And then finally, we want to explore uh, simultaneously wanting to explore the fears that you have around being whole and also exploring what wholeness means to you. And these, I say this can happen simultaneously because both sort of tend to give hints and clues to each other as to what you, what your own unique perspective and feelings are around wholeness like what does wholeness mean to you how does it feel for you who are you as a person who are you as a person not just like people in general who are people in general when they're whole who are you as a person when you are whole what is evident then who are you being then how are you moving through life then um you know really becoming clear on who you are as as a whole being and also becoming aware of any resistance you might have to becoming 
whole. So it can be so interesting that very, very often we can both deeply crave something and also resist it. We can really want something, but also hold it at arm's length. And that's often because there are fears and doubts and worries around it because it's something we've never experienced before. So if you've never felt whole before and you're in this journey of reclaiming wholeness, there are unknowns to it. You might sub you might consciously be aware of it and if you're not subconsciously you're um, if sorry if you're not consciously aware of it you're definitely subconsciously aware of the fact that you don't yet know who you are when you are whole so unless we bring down this belief that we are safer to remain as we are and you know unless we bring that down whilst also raising the sense of knowing who we are when we are whole because we've claimed what wholeness means for us then it's going to be really hard to move through that resistance to becoming whole and there might also be some really interesting stories or beliefs or like things that when you actually shine a light on them you're like as that's wild I can't believe that's what I actually perceive around being whole and I've had so many conversations about wholeness over the years and it can sometimes be things that you know the moment we voice them out were like as if I actually thought that like I I thought if I if I felt whole that I wouldn't be a good person anymore because I'd feel like I was better than everyone else or you know it can be so many interesting tales that are, are weaved up and tangled so whilst we allow ourselves to explore what are my fears around feeling and being whole and also simultaneously who am I when I am whole? Who am I being? It will really act as that guiding light as we keep reclaiming our wholeness and it will oftentimes show us we are so much closer than we ever could have thought. And the more that we know who we are as a whole being, the more that we can keep stepping into that every single day. And if the only thing that you ever did to reclaim your wholeness was each and every day, just step into um, doing one thing or spending one moment acting from the part of you that feels whole and acting from the, the um, almost like future perspective of who you are and your wholeness, that is going to get you so far along the path of reclamation of your wholeness. So I really hope that this has been insightful for you. I hope it has um, brought a new spring to the step of this journey that we get to be on, that, we, that we're consciously choosing to be on of returning to wholeness. And as always, if you have any thoughts or feelings that you wish to share with me from what came up today, you can reach out to me. Um, I'm always on Instagram and my website is ameliafrancesca.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again soon. It means the absolute world that I've spent time with you today as you've listened in. If this episode has resonated with you, please feel free to share it or to leave me a review. And in the meantime, between episodes, you can stay connected with me over on Instagram at underscore Amelia Francesca.